Hi, and welcome to Season 3 of Wandering Retirement. This is Mark. And this is Ira. Oh, let me start this all over again. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's so much more relaxed now. <laughs> we can did make I, this on, actually. Did I miss something? <laughs> Hi, and welcome to Season 2 of Wandering Retirement. That's all, folks. Hi, and welcome to Season 2 of Wandering Retirement. This is Mark. And this is Ira. And today we have two very special and somewhat reluctant guests joining us. My wife, Kathy, will be joining us. Hello. And my wife, Ira's wife, Valerie. Hi. <laughs> so what we wanted to do here today, we're, we're hopeful, that we can talk about two things. Um, one is their own journeys into retirement. They're entirely different. They're unique. Um, and I guess I say the word interesting too much, but they're very interesting. <laughs> then the other thing we want to talk about is they actually have had to live with us in retirement. So we're, we're kind of curious about their observations or what Ira and I have been like going into retirement. So, and again, even those are different in that Catherine retired after was Valerie hasn't been working for 10 years when I retired. So different experiences again. So, Kathy, you want to start or do you think Valerie should start? I think Kathy should start. Thank you, Valerie. <laughs> so, Kathy, tell us about your retirement. Which one? No. <laughs> okay. As I understand, there were three. Let's yes. start with the first one. My first one was somewhat under duress. Okay. First was, off, what were you? Oh, what I was a registered nurse okay. working for a national insurance company in a physician's office situation. And I'd been there for a long time. Situation was changing. The corporation was downsizing certain sites. Management quality deteriorated. Work environment became unpleasant. You used the word hostile. Hostile. Well, several people reported it as hostile and actually filed hostile work environment complaints against the company. And um, they in, were in healthcare. That in healthcare, yes, me. yes. And it was to be upfront. The the patients themselves got excellent health care. The providers gave excellent health care. The physicians, the nurses gave excellent care. The patients, we never felt were in compromised ever in any way. It was the non-medical management that was affecting everybody. And they were closing down certain sites. And so between the hostile work environment, the poor management, the threat of closure looming over your heads, they came up with an early retirement buyout for employees once your age and your number of work years reached a certain level with excellent benefits. So although I wasn't ready to retire, I took it while they still offered it because there was always the threat that they were going to rescind that offer at some point. So How long the process was this from when it started to change until you... It started changing probably three years, I'm guessing, three, four years okay. before I actually okay. left. But you really didn't start thinking retirement until tw till towards the end. And especially when they came up with the early retirement buyout package. And it just seemed like in light of the environment, the management, the threat of closure, and this wonderful package they were offering, it seemed like it was a smart thing. It wasn't something I was ready to do, but it seemed like the smart thing. So, so, so I remember that you were very stressed, especially in the last year or so. Um, and, and I also felt like you maybe had to be pushed a little bit by me and some others to actually take that package. Do you remember that? or did Yeah, you? I do, because I wasn't ready to retire. Okay. But then what happened when you did retire? Do you remember what happened the day you retired? 
Yes, I do. All right. What happened? <laughs> I was a, a wreck. Okay. I was shaking. Being in the medical field, I knew that as a nurse, if you're unemployed for any length of time, to go back to work would be very difficult. One, on my part, because things change so fast, I wouldn't be as current as I wanted to be. From the opposite side of the coin, nobody wants to hire a, a nurse who's been unemployed for any length of time, and she's 55, 60 years old. So I knew that if, unless I was ready to give up working entirely, I wasn't ready to be retired. So yeah, I came home and I was a nervous wreck. I was shaking. I didn't really feel comfortable with what I had done. I didn't know what I was going to do next if I wasn't working. Yeah, I was a mess. I, re I remember that day because I remember when I was at work, one of our neighbors, we had a group in the neighborhood we hung out with, and one of our neighbors called me and said, is today Kathy's last day? I said, yeah. And she said, well, we'd like to bring over some wine and you know some hors d'oeuvres and, and have a little party on your deck. Is that okay? I said, yeah, sure. That's great. And so I left work early that day and came home. And I don't know if you got there first or I got there first, but I just remember you were in a zone. You were just gone. I, I can't describe it any different than that. And you went to the stove and you started cooking. You were going to start making dinner, but you weren't really mentally there, but you were going through the steps. And I remember you kind of looked out on the deck and you said, why are Ira and Jenny on our deck? I wasn't on. Oh, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> why were why were uh, uh, Juan and Jenny on the deck? <laughs> this is going to be good. <laughs> it always is. Why were Juan and Jenny on the deck? And I said, honey, why don't you just turn off the stove and let's go out and see. You remember that? Mm -hmm. Yes, I do. Now, it still didn't make sense. I mean, we saw our neighbors a lot. They'd come and go, and but they were bringing food and drink. And <laughs> Why are they here? Did it help at all that day? Oh, it absolutely helped. Because they had a good group of friends around. There were probably 10 of us all together. And they brought wine and munchies. And they were there to celebrate my retirement. And even though they were happy and I was scared to death, it was a good it was a good time. <laughs> so what about you, Valerie? I know you, I, I'm going to use the word, and you can change it if you want. I'm going to use the word, you were sort of forced out of your job. They had a big layoff or something. No. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us. Um, I was at this particular job for a nonprofit for eight years. Okay. And I was very, very secure in my position because in the development department, I was director of development. And there had been, I was the only one who had had been there more than two years when we got a new boss. And I knew everything and everybody. And even the week before I left on a vacation, I overheard the CEO saying, well, let's ask Valerie. She knows. So I had actually worked so hard and so long during many vacancies that we went on our vacation and my boss of seven days, when I restructured the department while I was gone, came back, I didn't have a job. Wow. And she found a man who was 25 years younger than I was, who would work for $10,000 less and work five days a week. And so I never say I lost my job. I say it was ripped fails. Oh, so how did it feel that first week or two or whatever? It was the worst thing that ever happened, wow. which is when we had our 40th anniversary, we did kind of an odd thing for dinner. We sat around and talked about what is the worst thing that have ha has happened in our life rather than, you know, what is the best thing or what are the best trips? Mm -hmm. And, it's because we've had such a good <laughs> And to be able to say having a job taken from you is the worst thing that's ever happened. Quite wonderful to be able to yeah, say that. Yeah, sure. It really sure, is. from that aspect. But at the time, it was utterly devastating. I went into counseling and everything because since we don't have children, a lot of my identity was all tied up in my job. 
I get a lot of ego boost from anybody I'd ever worked with in my past. It was like, we'll try and find a job for you. We'll be looking, looking, looking. But this was 2009. So yeah. in right after 2008 and finding a job was miserable and awful. And I, we worked at it for a while and we were in a panic for a while. What would we do without my income? But my mom was dying of cancer. So I was able to spend a lot of time with her and give my dad respite care. And then when she did die, he literally did not know how to use the oven, the dishwasher, the washing machine. And so I was down with him three or four days a week, not only helping clean out the house and go through stuff, but basically home ec 101. And then by the time a year was up, we kind of looked at each other and thought, this is, we can do this. We can do this. We, we've adjusted to the income difference. We're okay with this. I, it was still very hard on my ego and my self-esteem. And I think part of that played out in the fact that I, I would never say I was retired. And I did do some freelance work um, for different, different company people, but I never, I, I never celebrated being retired. I never called myself retired. And I felt that I had to keep working and productive as long as Ira was working. I couldn't, couldn't revel in being not working. So, I found that interesting. You mentioned that before that that you never felt, I'll use this terminology and correct it like you did the other. <laughs> but but um, you never really felt retired really until Ira. Like you didn't feel like you could just sit around and read a book all day because Ira was out working, right? Or, right. I mean, yeah. Looking back on that, was was would you do it differently? Let's ask it that way. Well, I come by it genetically. <laughs> My dad had a somewhat similar situation happen to him. And he never said he was retired either. And he started, um, he was a woodworker. He was a shop teacher. And then he was a woodworker. And he started making shaker furniture, really, until he couldn't anymore. So I do come by it, honestly. But I remember being furious with him that he wouldn't admit that he was retired. And then I did the same thing. So, our, so, so here's the magic question. Do you think you're retired now? Um, I'm not as retired as Ira is. <laughs> 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 what do you mean? <laughs> Pretty sure you're aware of that. <laughs> okay, well that leads that's another subject. <laughs> that, that leads us right into the next topic. We'll start with you this time. Um, Don't what, we have to finish Kathy? We're going to come back to her. Okay. In a but, she, but she does have two more retirements. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but I want to follow this up because I think it's it's interesting. It's interesting because I think everything's interesting. <laughs> um, you. What's it, what was it like when I retired? All of a sudden, was home all day, every day. Well, I don't think it was the most brilliant move on our part to have him retire on one of the snowiest winters in Michigan's history. Because he January. in January, because he is very, very much affected by the weather. Okay. And he has things on his list that have been on the list for three years. Whereas I get through my list pretty quickly. <laughs> we have very, very, very different. Styles. All right. And I need to qualify this <laughs> affected by the weather, as in not seasonal disorder stuff. It's if I can't go outside and do okay, I like to be outside. I like to be busy outside. So, so there. <laughs> All right, we'll move away from this and come back to it. So, so Kathy, you you made through one retirement. Then what happened? What well, lasted probably about two weeks. Okay, because when like I said I. I really wasn't ready to retire. I kind of felt somewhat forced into it. Um, and I couldn't really stand the thought of not ever working again because I wasn't ready to give up nursing. 
So I got another job. All right. And um, <laughs> stayed there for about eight years. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you leave there? Well, because we talked about moving. We lived in one area. We talked about moving to a different area a couple hours away. We had a little condo there for weekends. And we knew that ultimately we would move to that area. And we put our house on the market. And I told my employer that it'd be a few months. But within a few months, I'd probably be leaving. And our house sold in two days. And we had to get out. So once again, after about eight years, I had this sort of unexpected, not unexpected, but the timing snuck up on me much faster than I was ready for and hadn't really had time to get used to the idea. So I retired again so we could move because our house was sold. But then after we got out of here, I mean, we after we moved and sold and moved over here, you were like, I got to go back to work. What was that all about? I still didn't feel ready to retire. <laughs> I don't know if maybe I wanted to retire on my own terms or I just, I wasn't ready to give it up because I knew I could never go back. Once I was really done, I wouldn't feel confident enough to go back to work. And I wasn't ready to give it up. I don't know if I had some fear of the future where I'd have to have a job, or I just, in my heart and soul, wasn't ready to give it up. So I went back to work again. What happened? You didn't stay very long. I was there probably about eight months, okay. I think. And it was just, and it was a good job. It was a good place to work. I enjoyed it. Um, it was an outpatient area of the hospital, but just one day it clicked in my head that I don't have to do this anymore. <laughs> and it, it felt good. It felt right. So I gave my notice. I worked out my notice and I left and I felt good when I left. That's what I've always been impressed with you on this particular topic <laughs> is that when you, when you finally, that third time, when you decided that day, this is it, you decided that day, this is it. You didn't, there's no debate in your head. There was no hesitation. You were done, and I was always impressed that you could do that. Because you know I haven't been able to do that. Yeah. How so. long was that notice? I think two weeks or four weeks. Uh, relatively they, short again. Yeah, oh, yeah, relatively short, but it was whatever they required at sure. the time. And um, I don't know if it's because I was choosing to do it, if that made it feel better or, or what. But just something clicked in my head that it's okay, I can be done. And um, so I did. All right. Good for yeah. you. And it felt good. It felt right. I didn't feel the need to do it again. <laughs> so you retired the third time after Mark retired. You and he, your second retirement and Mark's retirement were at the same time. Right. And you moved over to West Michigan. Right. Okay. So was there any adjustment to Mark being home? I don't. Well, he was doing things. It's He would, wanted to be the explorer and find other things to do. And he had a couple temporary type positions and things he was checking out. So. It wasn't that difficult because he was also gone doing work-type things, exploring. Not a set, permanent, full-time job, but doing different So things. what about this third retirement? Retired in our home, Mark's home, uh, maybe still doing some exploring. Was there any, or was that pretty simple because it was quote-unquote terms? No, it felt good. <laughs> <laughs> Are you saying you liked having me around? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good thing. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it felt good. It felt right. So, Valerie, I remember you saying that someone had said to you about, you didn't even like your job, so why is this such a, what was it? I think that my self-esteem and self-worth was really tied in of good at my job. And when somebody says they don't need you anymore, that's very difficult. Okay. Was for me anyway. That's devastating for us yeah. all. I think Ira and I have talked about that. 
that we think of it more from a man perspective, but it's it's also interesting to hear you talk about it because we've talked about that that for us to you know for and that's why we want you guys here is for a man which we, we've always approached this from you know a, a part of who we are has always been our profession or our career or our job or whatever it is and you're saying the exact same thing part of who you were who you are or whatever was your job is that sort of what we're saying not only that but I'm a control freak and <laughs> that I whenever I dated anybody I was the one that broke up. Nobody ever broke up with me. Every job I... We all say that, by the way. <laughs> Every job I ever applied for, I got. Oh, wow. Okay. And I had a couple jobs created for me. Okay. So then to have okay. somebody who didn't even know me, hadn't worked with me. I mean, she was there a week. It was all orientation for her with the other parts of the... Organization. To, to not even get to see what my work ethic was and what I could do and all that kind of stuff. That was very devastating. So it's the first time I'll use this. It's the first time maybe besides your parents or somebody that somebody said no to you, kind of. Yes, yes. Okay. And yeah. I think Kathy really nailed it when she said what was on her terms. This was not my terms. Okay. You know, I had kind of thought that I would retire at 60, which would have been five more years of work. And I would have been happy with that. Okay. But it would have been my, right. you know, I think that's really key. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I That's one of the things we haven't had a lot of, but I've wondered about um, is that, uh, you know, especially you talked about 2008. I think there were people, and, and maybe not even at that particular time, but there have been different times where people are forced out of their job or or whatever at 55 like Kathy or, at, you know, at 60 or 62. And who, you know, it's hard to get a job. It's not just hard for nurses, and I understand that, but it's hard for people to get a job, uh, especially I've, you've been there for 15 years or whatever it might be, and they don't want you anymore. Well, why would I want to hire you if they don't want you anymore? You know, uh, so that thank you for sharing that. I I, I just think that's um, it's unique to you, but I'm not sure it's all that unique sometimes to folks. Well, and especially like you say in 2008, 2009. Yeah. And another thing that really, now Ira will disagree with this, but most of my work went to two things, our retirement fund and our vacation fund. And so when that was gone, and we lost a lot of money that I'd earned, I feel like my whole career meant nothing because all the money I, the only thing we had was our memories of our vacation, but our retirement was devastated. Wow. 2008 with us. And that's where Valerie, a lot of her she earned, gone. Wow. The interesting thing is vacation 2009, we were in Oregon, sitting at B&B on the beach by a fire. We each had a glass of wine. I said, this is, and then she come. That was, that was hard. Okay. So uh, I, this is open to either one of you. What's the, um, what's been the best part of having I and I retired? <laughs> Don't roll your eyes. Kathy's <laughs> <laughs> rolling her eyes. <laughs> <laughs> they can probably hear that. Valerie's <laughs> just looking blankly. <laughs> we didn't rehearse that. <laughs> That's a really good question. I think theoretically, on one hand, it's the flexibility to be able to do what we want, come and go as we want. In reality, I don't know if it really plays out that way. Because you're both busy. Because we're both busy, and maybe we don't take advantage of that enough. I think it takes a while to get used to taking advantage of that. I was very angry with Ira in the spring of last year, in the spring of his retirement, because his sister 
and two of his favorite cousins went to the Netherlands. Anger is a strong term. (laughs) (laughs) Went to the Netherlands and visited all the places where Ira's family was from. And I said, why didn't you go? Well, we were in the mindset that he could just go. Okay. We didn't think that he could just go. Never thought of it. Never thought and he could have. We, we could have gone into savings. He could have easily done that. It's been difficult to get used to that flexibility, just like you say. I think it takes a while to get into that mindset. So I think for, for maybe those people listening that are thinking about going to retirement, put that in the back of your head, that when you are retired, you do have to change some things in your mind. You have to, you know, we still get up early in the morning. That's just who we are. So, that, you know, that's okay, but we don't have to anymore, yep. you know. The other thing I think is hard is with both of us working, part of your mindset is you're saving money for retirement. You know, I mean, we didn't live cheaply. We, we weren't extravagant, but you saved for retirement. And then once you're retired, at least for me, it's hard to think it's okay to use that money. Yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> That that's what you worked for, that's what you were saving for, so it's okay to use it. In my mind, it's like, I've got to keep it. What if I live to be 140? I'm going to need that money, you know? It's hard for me to realize that it's okay to start spending that money. And if I don't catch on to that pretty soon, we're going to leave our kids money. And we're to- <laughs> don't catch on too fast. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's a, a, a hard shift in my brain to make, to go from working to save money to now all of a sudden, I don't have any money coming in, but it's okay to start spending it. Well, working to save, live to spend now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm still having a hard time with that. I know, and I'm, I'm grateful for that. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I'm not having a hard time with that. He wish I had a little bit. <laughs> but it is. It, 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 all of those things are, are just changes. You, you've gotta, you do have to start thinking a little differently. Um, you know. Your days are different. You know, we can sit down, we can schedule something, sit down and have a podcast in the middle of the day. You know, we didn't have to be any place today. Um, I, I like that. So would you say the same thing, the flexibility? Yeah, I, I would say that. I We are both very busy with, with different things, but we, we can look at each other and go, let's do this tomorrow. Let's go to a movie. Let's go to Frankenmuth. Let's, you know, whatever we want to do, we can do. And I really, really enjoy that on the other hand, it does make you very available to other people who need help moving or something like that. <laughs> Maybe a little too available. Yeah. All right. So what else do you guys think we should talk about? I'm asking uh, Kathy and, and Valerie. What else do you think we need to talk about today? What's What's been the... Crickets. <laughs> Crickets. Okay. One more question, then we'll, we'll roll it up here. What um, has been the biggest joy in retirement so far? Oh, I'm getting some eye rolls on that, but I want you to think about that for a moment. What's been the biggest joy? I'd say one is sleeping in. Isn't <laughs> it wonderful to go? No alarms, it's, not setting any alarms. It, it sounds silly, but um, being a nurse, I always had to be at work at either 6.30 in the morning or at the surgery center, I had to be there at 5.30 in the morning. And now I still get up by 6.30 or 7 every morning at the latest, but it's so nice not to have to. So and You don't that, have to get ready and rush out yeah, the door. Yeah, so that's... A simple little joy is that I don't have to get up at four o'clock in the morning. So that's one simple. We talked about Ira's retirement day in and day out, bet almost every day for the year before, if not before then. And so to actually get here is very rewarding. And it was an adjustment, but we don't have kids and we're used to being alone. Okay. And I and I think it was more of an adjustment than I thought it would be. But still, it's just really nice to you know, sit down and read a book together for a while if we want to, or play cards or 
go out for dinner. I I just really like to be able just to be together all the time. Something you're not thinking of is no on call for. Oh, that's so, so huge. That is night, so huge. Every, we used to use it as an excuse sometimes. Like, oh, we can't do that. I was on call. Now <laughs> we have no excuse. We have to come up with new ones. But. <laughs> we, had, we had 38 years of uh, usually about a third of your time that we could not do anything. Right. And that's, this is just like a gift of time. It's amazing. So I'm going to add one more thing. I know I said I was going to wrap it up. But one of the things, as you guys were talking, that I thought about, everybody in this room is very fortunate, is we all have our health in the so far. I mean, that's, I think, one of the, the things that I will speak to myself always worried about. It seemed to me like I, when I would watch people retire, it was like within a year they were sick. It just seemed. And there's no, no documentation or proof of that. And I think just having our health to have. It makes all the difference. No. All right, so I can see eyes rolling. I can see <laughs> time to wrap it up. Time to wrap it up. So, first of all, Valerie and Kathy, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, it is it is great to have your perspective. Perhaps we can get you back sometimes. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. Not so reluctantly. Are <laughs> you got anything to say? I really don't. I think this has been marvelous. I you've added some perspective to our situations, and I really thank you. Well, thank and, you. And remember. Not all who wander are lost. <laughs> all right. Then for 